Hey guys, welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the Silver Chemical. This is your Monday show, and we're going to talk about the top ten stories of 2023. And and so this one was kind of difficult for me because I feel like when we see top ten stories, right? I think of the Vince McMahon stuff, the WWE being sold stuff. But like, there's still these side stories, like MLW. What what's going on with them? Why are people asking for their release? Is this all storyline driven? Turns out some of that was storyline driven. But like, what's real and what's fake? And obviously, that's what works well with wrestling. Sometimes you don't know what's real and what's fake. But like, it's this was this list was difficult. Not it was difficult towards the end. Once you get to eight, nine, ten, because then I was like, you know what? How do how what did I find the most fascinating about this year story wise? It has that that has to take place as well. Because a lot of times you guys will hit me up, be like, "Hey, you didn't talk about this." I was like, "Yeah, who gives a fuck?" And and I people like, and then I'll, then I'll talk to people about it and like, "Wow, I didn't think of it from that perspective." Like, I didn't, I truly didn't think that. I, I thought I think because I think we're all meant to think something's a big deal when it's really not. Sometimes people feel how you feel and you move on. You follow what I'm saying? So like, a lot of times people are just like, "Yo, I don't." I I thought that was a big. And it's like it could be if you make it one, but it doesn't have to be. You, you follow what I'm saying? So. For me, that was a little difficult. So, um, let's start from one and we'll go to ten. Like the last two weeks, we've done ten to one. Let's do one to ten. To how, how I wrote it. One, AEW's all in. AEW, when they first said they're going to do a pay per view, they said they're going to go Wembley Stadium, and everyone thought it would be a good outing if they got fifty thousand people. These people got over eighty-two thousand paid attendance. Apparently, like uh, overall attendance was like ninety thousand, but paid attendance was legitimately the highest paid attendance in wrestling history, which is going to be broken over and over now. Because now WWE fans are going to go break the records, AEW fans will then go back and break records. It's this, these things will we, will change very fast. These will not be home run records or fucking football records. But to see AEW do that as a company four years in, look here, say what you want to. There's a bunch. There is a bunch of tribalism. Way too much tribalism. At the end of the day, to see people paying for wrestling and wrestling being even somewhat hot, it's just awesome. I, I can't explain to you guys as a wrestling fan, and you guys listen because you guys are wrestling fans or comic book fans, whatever. But as a wrestling fan, I'm telling you, there would be sometimes when when TNA like started kind of like dying out a little bit. That was a rough time for me as a fan. Because I was not feeling a lot of WWE at the time. And some people would say, oh, so much John Cena or this, that. It was just bad television at times. You know? And I'm telling you, I, at one point in time, I used to, I, I, would, I enjoyed TNA immensely. And then things happen. I'm not going to, look here, I'm not going to judge them, say, or this, that, and the third. It, things happen. And I lost so much interest. And I will just be like, damn, I don't, I'm not feeling this at all. And then next thing you know... You, you have this phoenix coming and rising from the ashes. I use that analogy a lot. Sorry. Not sorry. And to have them do what they did, to see MJF, Adam Cole. Look, think, about, think about this. Adam Cole was, had a major concussion, thought he would never wrestle again. And then he was in the hottest storyline. One, one of the hottest storylines in wrestling. Is it, uh, That's just tremendous, man. And, it, and honestly, it, it was fun to watch. Seeing CM Punk's last match in AEW for a while, forever, who knows. But see him and Samoa Joe opening the card. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, re-signing new contracts and them having having their match. It was a great night. So, that was a good moment. 
Number two, WWE is officially sold. No more McMahon control. It's owned by Endeavor and TKO. This was a Vince McMahon play. And this was a way he wanted to get back into power. And he felt like he was giving air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Bad advice. And this didn't turn out the way he wanted to. He ended up getting pushed out. He's still a majority holder. But he ended up getting, he's, he essentially got pushed out again, which is my number 10. So I'm just going to mark that one off as well. But this was a big deal. Because now it's, it was the end of an era. It's officially the end of the territory era. Like that was officially the, like the last territory. And for them to sell, and they're only going to get bigger. Look here, they already got merchandising uh, 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 deals with the Big 12 football conference. And they're just going to get bigger. They are, they're, they're, they're literally doing every pay-per-view out of the country, if you look at it, right? Saudi Arabia, Paris, France, Germany. Um, they're just going to get bigger, and they're going to feed these different c- continents and countries. And um, we, we did see the mass layoffs. We did, and not, not, not just talent. We saw, you know, we heard about other people who weren't making as much, you know, in the offices getting fired because of the redundancies. And I, look, I've been a part of both. I've been a part of some firings when you but when a new company buys you're like well you know they already have their people they probably trust they're not gonna keep me on you know and so that fucking sucks you know and I, and hope those people got a hell of a, a severance package and I hope that they will do whatever they want to do from here on out you know um, and we saw the release of people like Dolph Ziggler you know people who were on the main roster getting paid main roster money but on NXT that was the the Dave Meltzer theory or uh, word and um. So that that sucked out of it, um, but you know I don't think it's gonna look here. Everything we see on, I said I keep saying this to people, we're, we're not gonna see anything different. It's not gonna affect the product you see. You might see. And here's the thing: think about this, right? If you're a wrestling fan, you already see product placement already. WWE had been doing product placement before the sale. They were doing Snickers. Uh, promotions and they had certain things like around the uh you know i know the led boards are around the ring or whatever so you start you, you've seen all this stuff we just saw aew have full gear uh promoted by DraftKings. these things happen now when you start seeing uh certain advertisers on trunks or gear you know i don't know if that annoys you you know i don't uh, why would it annoy you i you know like i i i, I guess people find anything to be annoyed about but I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna affect end rate product. It's it's just gonna be a part of everyday life now, and we're gonna start seeing different promotions and sponsorships that we had already seen to begin with. So I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be thinking about this too much. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Number three, CM Punk returns, gets his own show, gets more power. This was <clears throat> the end. Of a long, sad, sad journey for CM Punk and AEW. He, without a doubt, helped them move the needle with their first ever pay-per-view million-dollar gates. But after that, he became a problem. This dude let his career in AEW end thanks to Jack Perry. Think about that and let that sink in. On the biggest night of AEW's existence, they get into a fight. Right as he's opening the main card in the middle of several storylines, he was supposed to be having a match with Ricky Starks. He was supposed to be having an eventual feud with MJF as the real world's heavyweight champion. He had the thing with FTR going. This was this was a shit show. You got his own show. Got collision. Got his own show. 
You know, so and he had a bunch of power over it. Got his own fucking show. And he showed his ass. And now he will be gone from AEW and sounds like he's happy. Sounds like he is he just didn't he didn't want to deal with the drama anymore, which he contributed to. Um and that's good. Because no one we didn't need any more. I tap out to the drama. You know, and I hope he's happy doing his um MMA commentary. And we will see CM Punk back in wrestling. We will 100% see CM Punk back in wrestling. It just comes down to what works better for business. So, there you go. Number four, Lexi King, a.k.a. Brian Pillman Jr., Jay Cargill, leave for WWE. Lexi King, to me, I think the best place for him was NXT. You know, once him and the group broke, I can't remember, was it was the Varsity Blondes. Uh, once Julia Hart left, and by the way, Julia Hart's career has taken off, obviously, she's the TBS champion. That left the Varsity Blondes kind of like in this weird tag team phase where, like, they were clearly the enhancement talent because they weren't getting over. Like, Acclaim was there at one point in time. And Acclaim just have so much charisma and these work out so well. They have the AEW Tag Team Championships to their name, and they have the Trios Championships to their name. And they st- and as, this, as of this recording, they're still the Trios Champions. But, like, they just didn't. They just didn't have it, you know. And um, seeing where he is, I think he's. I think it's best for him to be in NXT. As far as Jay Cargo goes, this was kind of a surprise, but it's clear it's where she wanted to be. And I say this: someone had told me before well, she wasn't given a chance. At AEW. I said I call bullshit. She had fifty fucking matches and only lost two, and that was the same person. Here's the problem: when Chris Taylor got hurt, I don't know the original plans. I'm surmising here, surmising. But, like, think about this. Think about if Chris Statlander never get hurt, gets hurt. Let's play the what-if game for a second. Chris Statlander never gets hurt. That championship win that she got this year at double or nothing, that would have happened at All Out last year in 2022. So now you have to move Jay Cargill up. Because she never wrestled the big-time names. No disrespect to anyone else she wrestled, like Ty, Ty Valkyrie or anyone like that. But Ty Valkyrie's not a big-time name in AEW. Not yet. Hopefully she will be. But she wrestled people like Taya Valkyrie, uh, Ruby Soho. She never wrestled Brick Baker. She wrestled Chris Statler, lost twice. She never wrestled Sheeta. She never wrestled the big time names. I don't think she wrestled Tony Storm. I think everyone who's been outside of Riho, excuse me, outside of uh, not Riho, what is her name? Nala Rose. Outside of Nala Rose, I don't think she. I think I think Nala Rose is the only former AEW World's Women's Champion she ever wrestled. I don't think, I, 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 at first I thought she wrestled Rio, but I'm not too sure about that. I could be wrong, obviously. But, like, I don't I don't remember it, you know. But she never leveled, she was never able to level up. But it's clear she wanted to go to WWE. And she said Cody Rhodes was a big influence. And look here, the Cody factor, I, I've, I was one of the first, if not only people talking about how big Cody's departure was. And people will leave because Cody. I'm not saying Cody's on the phone. Hey, my man, just gotta get over here, homie. I ain't saying that. What I'm saying, though, is they're going to want to leave because they're going to want to be where he is because he's been treated well. He's been booked great. Tag team champion, Rumble winner, main event at WrestleMania. Probably going to main event next year, too. Well, not probably he is. Like, he's been treated freaking well. I expect more of this. Now, AEW had a hell of a, 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 a important year themselves. They got Will Ospreay. They got Ibushi. I know they got Ibushi at a discount. He's on Groupon right now. But if... But if if, if Obushi can get back to a third of what he was, that's going to be a fantastic signing. You know, like they, 
They still have people like Keith Lee. They have Swerve Strickland. They have some names. So let's not deaf to them. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where it's just it's it's gonna happen. So, it but and, and vice versa. You know. Number five, Cody does not finish the story. Roman Reigns becomes part time. This was still a shocker to me because I, I will say this: not shocker. Going into WrestleMania, even though I picked Cody to win, this was a part of the first WrestleMania main event in a very long time where you didn't know who was you didn't know, and they didn't chip and WWE to tip hat to tip hat to them because they didn't tip their hats. You, I didn't. I can tell you right now, I did not. I was on pins and needles on during this match, but once I seen Cody lock in the coat, the, uh, the crossroads, and I see him look up at the board, I said, "Oh, Solo's coming back." And that's when it, that's what happened. Um. Still think one of the biggest mistakes, because they're because they just wanted to continue Roman's reign, um, and that's their obviously it's their company's their prerogative. I still think it's one of the biggest mistakes in WrestleMania history. I remember her listening to Steve Austin say he thought it was a great move, and but look here, here's what it did: it showed WWE that Cody can still keep the fans' interest. So if anything, it made this push for him to become WWE champion even stronger next year. And then Roman becoming a part-timer, I think is best for, for if he's going to be your guy heading forward, you know, you know, he's not overexposed. When he is on TV, you have to pay to see him wrestle. Look here, whether you like it or not, I, I do think sometimes it's best. I think MJF, once he turns heel again, whenever that is, it's, he's going to go back to being part-time as well. Because we see him every week now. I don't think he's overexposed. I don't, but I think, they're run, I think they run the risk of it, though. I really do. I really, really do. Speaking of MJF, number six, MJF and Adam Cole, they get hot. Put together after a classic match where Adam Cole acts for five more minutes and MJF would not give it to him. They were put together as a tag team in a blind tag team tournament where chemistry just hit. And I remember I watched a, a shoot interview with Jim Cornette one time. And he said, sometimes some things are just hot. If you're not hot, sometimes you can't warm it up. When you're hot, you're hot. When you they, these mother bleepers got hot, and oh boy, they became the the, the 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 best friends of summer. And you knew the turn was coming, you just didn't know when. But you had the moment where they challenged for the tag team championships against FTR. MGF got pinned in that. He's been pinned twice this year, actually. Uh, once to Jay White and once to uh, FTR. MGF took the pin, and Cole put MJF is like pissed off and he's had he has the heavyweight championship and he's about to hit him and Cole says do what you gotta do Max do what you gotta do and he doesn't do it he throws a belt down and they hug it out you have Roddy Strong doing some of the best character work if not the best character work of his entire career Adam you have then uh, the the Wembley Stadium them them then them having this classic match that was very story driven. And then you get to the end where Adam Cole now just throws the tag team championship on the ground because now they're the always tag team champions because they wrestled earlier that night. Now MGF is pissed and he's like, "You didn't give a shit about me. It was all about this and you just hit me, just hit me." And you have Roderick Strong in the corner yelling to hit MJF and Cole then can't do it. Cole can't do it. He can't bear to do it. They hug it out. I didn't see that coming. And then you have the tragedy of the injury that happens at Grand Slam when they had this match with Samoa Joe. But look here. I hope they stick the landing with this. Cause, and I do believe with AEW, 
the difference with AEW and WWE is the talent. So it doesn't have to be ex- just what Tony Khan was. Tony Khan clearly takes feedback from everybody. They can still stick the landing with this, but these two just got hot, and boy, oh boy, it's made for some very fun television. Number seven, Brian's last time, last full year wrestling. We talked about it before. This guy said he promised his daughter it will be his last full-time year as a wrestler. We're going to get him at Wembley next year. Some people think we're getting him at Wembley against Nigel McGuinness, who will have come out of retirement to, to have that match. This year, you look at his year, Revolution. Wrestled MJF in a classic Iron Man match. Before then, he had matches with everybody you could think of to, in order to get to MJF. Then he took some time off because I think he had uh, some injuries just to then get in the ring with Okada and tap Okada out. Gets hurt in the match, comes back early, has a classic match with, with Ricky Starks in one of the most violent strap matches you will ever see. He gets hurt again after he has a match with Andre um, Andrade El Idolo. Now he's coming back and he's challenged Okada for Wrestle, for, for Wrestle Kingdom for their second match. All while having a tag team match with Claudio versus uh, Orange Cassidy and, uh, and uh, Okada. Winning that one. Like, he's had a hell of a year. Oh, yeah, Wrestle Dream. Zack Sabre Jr., by the way. Can I have another? This guy, I, I, I remember when, uh, he, when, when he, they announced he was having a match with Andrade. I text Jonathan Esther and said, man, this is his last year. Fuck, we're getting everything. And now he's going to be in that Continental Classic. We're going to, dude, enjoy it while you have it. Enjoy it while you have it. Number eight, the bloodline runs WWE. Whether, it's long, whether you feel it's longer in the tooth now or not, it doesn't matter. We start this year off, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, and now it's decision time. Last man standing match. Everyone's destroying Kevin Owens. Not last week, uh, one-on-one match. Now you have Roman Reigns yelling at Sami Zayn, pull the trigger. Kevin Owens is tied or, or, or handcuffed to the ring ropes. Sami Zayn's, conf- Sami Zayn's conflicted. And then you have one of the loudest pops ever. This, this whole thing, this story, it built so perfectly. And I'm so glad they went on last. Because nothing would be able to top this if they didn't go on last. Nothing could top this. I don't care what anyone says. Nothing could effing top this. And you have this, the, the, the one of the loudest reactions you'll get when Sami Zayn nails Roman Reigns with the steel chair. You see Jimmy looking angry. You see Jay. I called you my brother. Jay walks out. They destroy Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now you have Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship in Montreal. The emotions when Roman Reigns is talking to his wife and she's saying, he loved you. He loved you. And him coming just short thanks to a spear to Jey Uso. Jey Uso then turning and saying, I can't turn on my brother because of you. I love you, but I can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Then you get the payoff. The two nights with the bloodline has to be the greatest night in the history of Samoans. You think about that where Samoan the Samoan dynasty came from. You have High Chief Peter Maivia, right? Then you have the Wild Samoans winning the tag team championships. Then for them to win the tag team championships and then pass them on to Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas, which is still a part of the family tree because of Rocky Johnson and the connection there. 
Then you have all these great Samoans over the years, Rikishi, doing his thing, former Intercontinental Champion, The Rock getting to the heights he's gotten to. But none of them have ever main evented WrestleMania both nights. I get it's a new thing. We had we had Rock who may have been to a couple WrestleMania, four WrestleManias, Cena, Cena, Austin, Austin. Come on, dude. They they this storyline ran two nights. You had to end it with both nights. And they and and they lost the first night in a classic match. But think about this: the tag team championships were put on this pedestal they had never been put on before. There's only one tag team main event in WrestleMania history, and that was the first WrestleMania. And now you have this being the main focus to where the tag team titles meant that much because this was a grudge. And you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming back together thanks to Cody Rhodes in order to win those tag team championships and end the run of the Usos who had on those tag team championships. Then... You move forward, now you have the implosion of the bloodline. Now you have Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa losing to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now you have Jimmy super kicking Roman. I'm going to do what you should have done a long time ago. Kick. Jimmy's out. Then you have Jay. You out the bloodline? Well, I'm out too. Super kick to Roman. Then Jay pinning Roman. And you still have it going on now. It still goes on. They main evented SummerSlam. And it's, it's a little wonky now, <laughs> but it's okay. And there's still an end coming very, very soon. But they ran the WWE. They, they've been running WWE for three years, going on four. So, what a way, what a way, to, what, what a way to start the year. Imagine, imagine. I literally requested off of work. So I, I would request off work anyway to watch the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite pay per view of all time from WWE. Um, but I requested off because you knew something special was going to happen. I didn't think I was going to see that, but boy, that was fucking cinema. And the last thing we'll talk about, and this is still TBD. As, we, as of this recording, we don't know what's going on. But the NWA had a TV deal. We never heard about where this TV deal was. We know it's with the Top 20 Network. Reportedly, is with the CW. Well, then we got this cocaine segment from an NWA pay-per-view that the CW got a hold of and said, well, we can, we'll take you, but we'll put you on the app. Which is like, what's the fucking purpose of that? But then we hear right after this cocaine segment that Billy Corgan had just had to have in the show, we hear that the CW has signed, sealed and delivered for five years, $30 million a year, NXT. Now, here's the key. It all may not be lost. The CW has paid a lot of rights, a lot of rights fees for live uh, wrestling, for live um, sports, they have the I believe NASCAR series they pay a lot of money for. They're all in on sports. They and if you think about it, it coincides with if you don't listen to the Wednesday show, which you should, it coincides with what happened earlier this year. As one of the heads of CW said, we're shifting away from superheroes. We've given superheroes their time on our network. That makes sense. They said that just earlier this year in 2023. No more, no more TV shows that are just strictly focused on superheroes. If they have one or two, like Superman and Lois Lane, they'll keep them going as long as the ratings are good and bring back returns. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. And so it makes sense. And CW is also way open to having more than one, um, one brand on their TV. Now, how does WWE feel about this? I don't know. But you have to remember, some, uh, some markets... CW shows Wild Woman of Wrestling. 
So it's already on there. So I don't know if that usually they want exclusive exclusivity, but maybe they may not be in a place to have exclusivity. We don't know. That's why I said this story is TBD. But that cocaine segment where they just had to have James Mitchell with a bunch of women doing air quotes, no air quotes, you can see him doing air quotes, cocaine. They just had to have it. If this costs them that deal and all this is true, that is an awful look for NWA. And so many people are already trying to leave NWA. They need this TV deal. YouTube is not the thing anymore. Hopefully it's not a thing. But Anyways, in our month of reviews or yearly wrap-up month or our month of wrap-ups or whatever, we have one more week left, and that week will consist of the top 10 matches of 2023. And boy, oh boy, they are a doozy. So I am the Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm out.